This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. We're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be hearing from Joe Kissel. He'll tell us about his new book on how to protect your online privacy. Are they after you? A little bit later, we'll be hearing from Bob Dr. Maclevitis. A really, really fully packed show. The Tech Night Owl Live. Yeah! We're joined by hugely, bigly, he doesn't want to hear that phrase, prolific author Joe Kissel. And he always has a new book out. In fact, every time we talk to him, it seems he has something else. And he's doing a book on taking control of your online privacy, which I think is hugely, hugely important in this day and age for many reasons. But there's another book I want to talk about later, which kind of caught my eye. And partly because we cater to a very unusual audience here, where we have, obviously, people who are very experienced in technology. But also, some people who, you know, you drop in anything about technology, that gets too technical, and they kind of flip out. All right? So I decided maybe we should talk about a book we haven't talked about with Joe before a little bit later. Are Your Bits Flipped? Overcoming Tech Misconceptions. But before we do that, let's talk about online privacy, especially, Joe, in light of this bill that was passed by Congress, signed by the President of the United States, and it kind of removes protection and prohibiting the ISP from selling your stuff. Yeah. Putting so, you for sale. What's going on here? Oh, it's, it's not good. I mean, this is just one example of, of many ways in which government, corporations, other hackers, whatever, bad guys are really trying to mess with your privacy. So what was going to happen prior to this bill being uh, signed into law was that ISPs were going to be prevented from selling your your private information, like, you know, a list of what websites you visit, stuff like that, to advertisers. Uh, but now that uh, that is no longer the case, they will not be prevented from doing that. And in fact, uh, the FCC is now barred from making rules to that effect in the future. So uh, what this means is that whatever company you use for internet access, whether it's Comcast or Verizon or Time Warner or whatever, uh, obviously, since they control your connection to the internet from home, they can see uh, all the sites you visit, all the you know different uh, servers that you connect to, and they are now free to sell or give away that information in any way that will make them money. And so, the likely way that will happen is that they will sell it to advertisers, and the advertisers will use that to display ever more uh, targeted ads to you. Uh, of course, it could be even more intrusive and creepier than that. We don't really know what's going to happen. No ISP is 
required to sell this information. It's just that now there's no barrier to them uh, selling it. And, you know, there's even talk about, well, you know, maybe some ISP will decide that, yeah, sure, I'll protect your privacy if you pay me a few more bucks per month. Time will tell how this actually plays out, but there's there's just no way to spin it as good news for privacy. It's not good news for privacy. This does not benefit consumers in any way. It only benefits the big ISPs. It's not a pleasant situation. Does the government at all give any reason why this was done? The real reason this happened is that ISPs want to make more money. And so they paid members of, you know, Congress large campaign contributions so that those people would vote favorably for ways that the ISPs will make more money. That That is really what happened. It's not there's you can tell whatever story you want or the politicians can tell whatever story you want, but it's really nothing more complicated than money. ISPs want to make more money. They paid successfully to lobby Congress to get these laws passed so that they can make more money. Uh, The ISPs, obviously, is kind of true of most corporations. They care way, way, way more about making money than they do about little things like your personal privacy or security. So that's just it. That's what happened. So basically, there is no answer. They probably say it's to give people freedom. Well, you know, these days, everything kind of means the opposite of what, you know, if a politician calls a bill, the something, something Freedom Act, you know, it's really the reduction of freedom. So the words don't matter. The actions matter. So, of course, I, I do talk about this and other issues in my book and talk about ways that you can combat it. And there are you can use a VPN, for example, to route all of your Internet traffic through some other server, and that will hide from your ISP which specific sites you're visiting, and that will sort of thwart their efforts to make money off of you. It's a bit of a hassle. It's a bit of an expense, but it is one way to address that. There are other ways, too. But it's not a pleasant world that we're living in right now when it comes to privacy. Yes, you can certainly say that. But do you have the power and the way this is being done to write to your ISP and say, no way do you sell my data? <laughs> well, you can say that. So the, the, the real problem here is that in many parts of the country, the large regional ISPs have effectively a monopoly. Uh, sometimes it's not a genuine monopoly, but it's one of these, like, for all practical purposes, it might as well be. So you don't really have much of a choice. Like, where I live here... I could choose from two broadband providers. One of them is a lot cheaper, but it also has a lot slower speed. And the speed is really too slow for my needs. So for all practical purposes, I really only have one choice. And I could write to that provider and say, I really object to this. Don't sell my data. And they'll say, hey, you're welcome to take your business elsewhere if you think you can find another provider, which we know you can't. So unfortunately, in in many parts of the country, you don't have good choices. You can't necessarily say, well, I will just take my business to a provider that has better privacy. Sometimes you can, that's true, but certainly not always. So you can complain. You should complain. Absolutely, you should complain. And you can take steps like using a VPN, using other privacy software and stuff, to protect your data. And of course, you can vote. But all of these things are going to be kind of, you know, a drop in the bucket, and they're going to take time for them to have any cumulative effect. In the meantime, uh, you have to kind of take your privacy into your own hands. Okay, so VPN, 
which is mm-hmm. kind of strong for the average person. Is there another way to make yourself anonymous without having to go through that step? Well, you know, even a VPN doesn't truly make you anonymous, but it helps. Uh, there are things like you can use a browser called Tor, which again, is not perfect, but it helps. It also comes with a long list of negatives, like it's super slow and a lot of things and websites that make your life easier will stop working. There are there are ways you can solve little pieces of the problem. I mean, if you if you use websites that offer SSL, that is the, the URL starts with HTTPS and you get the little lock in your address bar, then that means that whatever information you exchange with that site will be encrypted. That's great, but your ISP and advertisers will still know that you're going to that site, even if they don't know what you're doing there. And uh, it's pretty easy to tell who you are. So uh, there, there, there's this sort of principle that the, the, the harder you try to protect your privacy and, and you know, a step beyond that, your anonymity, the more complicated life is going to get for you. There is literally no simple way to do it. The simple solutions um, don't give you very much protection, and the the solutions that give you lots of protection are so awkward and cumbersome that you know you'll be tempted not to use them at all. Of course, you have to think of it this way: when someone advertises with a company. They want to get business from somebody. They want to get business from that company's customers, for example. So if somebody advertises with Comcast because they got a hold of the data that was sold about you or me, if we were Comcast customers, they want to sell products and services to them. We'll get into more of this about taking control of your online privacy with Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Lifetime Grazed 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So we continue with Joe Kissel, but first I want to remind you of the best way to support the Tech Night Owl Live, and that is to sign up with Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com, plus dot technightowl.com. We offer for a low subscription rate the commercial-free version of the show. That's how it goes, plus dot technightowl.com. With Joe Kissel, we're exploring online privacy. Now, as I was framing in the previous segment, an advertiser wants to make you happy because you'll buy their product or service. <laughs> so if they're disturbing you with unwanted ads, how does that help them do business? Just wondering. Well, I, I, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and object to the notion that an advertiser wants to make you happy. They don't care about your happiness. They only care about selling you stuff. Right. But then uh, if you're happy about it, doing it, that's even better. The other way they can do it is make you frightened. 
That exists too. Let's take a company like Apple, which of course Apple does a lot of advertising. I think Apple is a relatively good, you know, citizen when it comes to advertising because the point of their advertising seems to be, here's how our products will make your life better. Do you want one? Okay. Uh, but they're not trying to be super intrusive. They're not trying to collect all this, you know, this detailed dossier on you so that they can very specifically target ads just at you. And in the process, you know, who knows what else might happen to that data and what other uses it may be put to and who else may employ it. But a lot of companies are just like, we don't, we really truly don't care about any of that stuff. We only care about taking your money and whatever we have to do to take your money, we're going to do. I think that there are plenty of models out there for companies that are absolutely responsible with advertising. Yes, they advertise. There's nothing inherently evil about advertising. It's this concept of tracking you without your knowledge, without your permission, and building up a detailed list of information about you that you don't even know what the companies know about you, and using that for any means they like, some of which can be, as I say, incredibly intrusive. What bothers me in terms of online ads, and we take online ads, we try to make them not intrusive. It's just there. Mm -hmm. Don't look at them. But some where they'll stick some kind of page or banner atop the page, and you have to dismiss it. You have to find the very microscopic X to get rid of it. Now, this is something that's more offensive. It's like an interstitial kind of ad because it's not like a pop-up because if you have a pop-up detector, it's not going to be a pop-up, which is like another window. It's going to pop up there in another way. It's going to overwhelm the page. The background will darken and you got to go through this operation. And it's not immediate. You start reading and you say, oh, here's an article I want to read at CNN or someplace like that. I think CNN is mostly doing the unwanted videos that start playing <laughs> yeah. before you get a chance to stop them. But this is, you know, a number of sites do this. They throw this stuff there, and you have to find a way to dismiss it. That's an intrusive ad. The next kind is the audio or video that starts playing. So you click on CNN, and it's fine. But then you click on any article on CNN and USA Today and sometimes Huffington Post, and you know what? Suddenly it starts playing an audio. This is funny because I'll be doing research online, and I might be doing that when I'm doing an interview on this show or the Paracast. I always have to look at the little speaker icon in Safari to make sure I turn that off. Now, the thing that bothers me here is not that they're giving you multimedia. It is giving you multimedia with an auto start. I mean, there are ways to stop that. There are extensions to Safari and Chrome and Firefox that will prevent that. But the long and short of it is, I think if they want to keep their site visitors and not upset them and not present unwanted sounds, especially, I guess, in an office where you can't have that kind of stuff going on, they ought to think more carefully about how they set up these banner ads. The sound should be optional. But I don't think they should play a darn thing until you click the play button. Yeah, Macworld is, sorry to say, a, a, right. a major sender here. And I have talked to various editors of Macworld about this multiple times over the years. And they basically told me it's not under our control. This is something that corporate higher-ups and IDG insist upon. They will not be swayed because they get so much money from the ads associated with those autoplay videos. 
And to me, apart from being annoying, yes, it's annoying, but it's also completely illogical. If I go to a page to read an article and I'm two paragraphs in and I'm trying to learn about whatever the topic of the article is, now this video starts playing and somebody is talking to me about a completely unrelated topic, that does not help me as a reader. That does not solve my problem. It doesn't do what I came there to the site to do. I'm just going to turn off the video or I'll close the ad, or maybe I'll just decide never to look at that site again. And so it seems to me illogical in that it does exactly the opposite of what it's supposed to do. I'm kind of big on logic. Like, yes, there are ways of advertising, there are good ways of using videos, but use reasonable approaches that are good for your actual visitors. When they pull this stuff, they're hurting everybody. You know why? Because people like me, we depend on some online advertising to eat. But people use ad blockers. And the ad blockers stop this stuff because of the people who abuse their privilege. I don't think we're doing anything wrong with our online ads. We have them up there. It's just banners. If you don't like it, don't look at it. Just look at the article. But what these people do causes people to run ad blockers. We have something called an anti-ad blocker plugin for WordPress. And it says, do you really want to do that because you're taking away our income? And I guess some people will, some people won't. That's the best we can do. But I think It's also due to the fact that web ads don't mean as much anymore in terms of return on investment. People are used to the web ads and they kind of disappear into the background unless there's some reason for you to look for the product or service. And therefore, to get your attention, they go to more, shall we say, extraordinary means. Yes, that's exactly right. When conventional advertising started kind of slowing down in its returns, ever more complex schemes were developed to get more in your face and target you more specifically. And and even those are now starting to fail for lots of lots of different reasons. One of the reasons that podcast advertising is taking off is that things like ad blocking really don't work when you're listening to an audio recording. It's just that it's not that kind of a thing. It's something that is more likely to work for advertisers and probably, if if well done, less likely to annoy the people who are visiting or listening than some of these other kinds of ads. But it's true that right now the whole field of online advertising is kind of a mess. There's this war between the ad blockers and the ad blocker blockers and the ad blocker blocker blockers. And just ordinary people who are visiting websites are losing out. Everything is getting too complicated and too annoying And wrapped up in this just, I don't like looking at this stuff that's annoying, is this deeper issue of collecting data that is really nobody else's business. This is your business if you want to listen to it. It's coming up next. And then we'll be back with more of Joe Kissel talking about how to protect your online privacy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large, all-season, heavy-duty, quick-deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go? Get it now or enter to win a complete Shelter Pod system at ShelterPod.com. The Shelter Pod at ShelterPod.com. Shelter when you need it most. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hi, my name is John Kunkel. I'm 63 years of age. I watch several YouTube videos of Stephen Ewers and learn what supplements might help me with energy and weight loss. I've now been on the Andreas Black Cumin Seed Oil, Synergy One, six other products from Synergistic Nutrition for several weeks now. I've lost 10 pounds. My joint pain has been reduced significantly. I have a lot of energy that I've never had before. My cravings for sweets are gone and I'm rarely hungry. Even my cravings for foods like hamburgers and heavy carbohydrate meals are now gone. This is the only thing that's worked for me. I was seriously considering bariatric surgery, but that's out the window now. Thank you so much, Synergistic Nutrition. With Synergistic Nutrition, we help you take the guesswork out of supplementation and help you hit the bullseye of success. I encourage you to get specific about your health needs because when you do, your body will celebrate with energy and well-being. Call Synergistic Nutrition today at 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com. That's oneworld, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So, let's just go back to the ad thing. Mm -hmm. All right. I can't tell you not to use an ad blocker. But I only ask that you respect that there are people here in the world who are responsible enough not to pull this. I also think there's a law of diminishing returns. Eventually, they've got to get the message here that people are not responding to these ads that are the most offensive. And maybe then they'll say, you know what, we got to cut back. I hope. Yeah, well, a lot of people are trying a lot of different things. And I certainly don't know how it's all going to shake out in the end. When you're driving down the road and you see a billboard, you might like the billboard, you might not like the billboard, and it may or may not have any effect on you. It may not actually encourage you to buy the product that it's advertising, but it's just kind of there. You know, it's not in any way interfering with your driving down the road. If you're on a website, and you know, a video starts playing or a thing pops up blocking your view or whatever, that is preventing you from doing what you're doing. And so obviously the old, 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 old model of just generic banner ads that, are, that were sort of the web equivalent of billboards are, are not nearly as effective as they once were. So that's not necessarily the right way to solve this problem. But it does seem like, you know, that that is kind of, you know, an escalating situation. And sooner or later, either brilliant people are going to figure it out or there's going to be some sort of popular revolt because it's just the current model, I think, is unsustainable for everyone. There you go. Okay, let's get back to protecting your online privacy. And we've kind of drifted to the advertising because of what the ISPs can now do. What other things do we need to protect ourselves from? Well, there's there's a long list. I mean, obviously, there are there are corporations that want your private information for the certain reasons. There are government agencies that are really big into surveillance for their reasons. There are hackers and criminals who really want to steal your credit card information or your passwords or whatever. There are all kinds of other parties that may want your private information or portions of your private information. For some reason, you know, you have a neighbor that's upset with you. You have uh, an ex, whatever, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, something who is mad at you and wants to get revenge. Um, you know, you're, you're applying for a job and your prospective employer is trying to dig up some, you know, background information on you. Or you're running for office and somebody's trying to dig up dirt on you. I mean, there are a million reasons that someone might want to find out 
what you are, you know, sending and receiving online, what's your email, what websites you go to, things like where you physically are, what is your what is your current location, what is your address, what are you watching on TV? There there are so many reasons that various individuals might be motivated to try to find out stuff that, that again is just really none of their business. So because the range of threats is so broad, there isn't a simple approach like, hey, just install this app and then you're good. There's nothing like that. Um, instead, you have to take a sort of layered approach. You know, you're, you're going to use good passwords to solve part of the problem. And you might use encrypted Wi-Fi like WPA settings on your Wi-Fi router to solve part of it. You might use a VPN to solve part of it. You might use browser plugins of certain kinds to solve part of it. You might have a specific strategy that you use to protect some of your private data on Facebook or on Twitter, a separate strategy that you use to keep your email private or to keep instant messaging private. Uh, Unfortunately, you have to look at all these different areas individually because just solving one of these things does not necessarily have anything to do with the others. So it's a multifaceted approach. It really is. And and I like I say, I wish it were different. I wish it were such a you know a, a simple matter as as installing some app or signing up for some service. And believe me, there there are apps and services out there that are portraying themselves that way. Oh, just install this thing and pay us some money per year and you're golden. All all of your privacy needs are met. And uh, that's that's yeah, it's wishful thinking. It just isn't true. There there are so many different aspects to online privacy that it will never be the case that a single app or service can get the job done. And of course, just as you know, this war amongst uh, you know ad between ad blockers and and ad blocker blockers and so forth is is always escalating. Anytime you come up with some technique to protect your privacy, it starts being effective. The people who really want your private data are going to come up with a way to work around that or defeat it. And then, you know, that continues to go back and forth and escalate. Now, lately, a lot of banks in the U.S. are doing something that's already being done in Europe and elsewhere, which is to have chip cards, chip credit Mm -hmm. cards. Yep. And in more and more places, the point of sale systems work with those chip cards. Not all, but a lot of them do. What does that do for you? Well, it, it does a lot less than you might think. So the, the basic idea of the chip cards is to make it very much harder to to clone a card. So if you have a card with a magnetic stripe, it's very easy to have a gadget that you know you, you swipe the card through, it reads it, and then you can print that information on another card. Now all of a sudden I have effectively a duplicate of your credit card that I can go off to, you know, do some shopping with. Um, and I can I can get the information off of that magnetic strip, whether I whether I use it for some other purpose or whether I just use it to create a clone card. Um, magnetic stripes are pretty easy to hack, so the chips are not. They're not impossible, but they're pretty pretty hard. So the 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 purpose of the chip is to provide you know protection against 
the the loss of the data from your card of course you know your card your card still also has a magnetic stripe so until some hypothetical future date in, in which the stripes go away altogether there's still another avenue of of uh, of attack there um so, but the chip cards it, apart from like the the fact that they're supposed to protect your um you know the integrity of of your account um they're also if implemented correctly, they're easier to use. They're less likely to wear out than a magnetic stripe. So there are some kind of you know practical reasons there. Um, but but honestly, the the presence of the chip it's a good thing. It's a definitely a step in the right direction. But it's going to do almost nothing to protect your privacy. So all it does is annoy you. You got to stick the card into the slot at the bottom of the point of sale. You can't take it out. And this is true with a bank account, too, where the normal account just take out your card. You can't. You've got to wait till it goes to a further step of processing. I noticed with my wife's bank account, which I will not mention what bank that is, she, when we put the card in there, it's a chip card. It takes longer to do everything. It's like it slows it down. There, there are differences in implementation. It depends on the bank. It depends on the card. Depends on the reader. Depends on the merchant. Um, when, when it's done well, it can be smooth, like Apple Pay is smooth. Uh, it's not always done well. When I lived in Canada, this is you know, a, a long time ago. Uh, chip cards uh, were used then. When I lived in France, which wasn't that long ago. Everybody used chip cards for everything, and the way they were implemented there was uh, quite a bit simpler and faster than what you normally see in the U.S. I think people are still getting used to the chip cards here. Uh, there are a lot of businesses that still haven't yet switched over to, to the right kinds of readers. And I think that as we get used to this new mode of interacting, some of these uh, annoyances will will become a little bit uh, less annoying, but uh, it's it's not that it's it's not that it's an inherently worse technology. It's just that it's taking a little bit of time. Well, I think ultimately get rid of the magnetic strip. That has to be part of it, right there. We've got more to come on your online privacy, and then we'll kind of see if we can flip your bits, or bit your flips, or whatever. Coming up, we have Joe Kissel, prolific author. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. 
first came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place, and the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. We use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-314-7417. 800-314-7417. That's 800-314-7417. Has your body ever gone low blood sugar feeling weak, shaky, knowing you better eat something fast? We all know high blood sugar can lead to many metabolic problems. At GCNteam.com, we have a healthy blood sugar pack. Focusing on the structure and function of stable blood sugar. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Nothing feels worse than unstable blood sugar. Call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg.
credit cards, ads. What other areas of online privacy do you need to protect? Well, where to begin? So we talked a bit about web browsing and, you know, things things like blocking ads. Also, you know, I, as I talk about in a number of books, I talk about using a password manager. You want to have great passwords that you don't have to remember. You don't have to go to a lot of bother to fill in. And that. And the other thing about using a password manager is that they will protect you from a lot of phishing attacks that send you to the wrong page that looks just like the right page, only it's only there to steal your credentials. So all those sorts of things are, are part of it. Uh, I talk about sharing files privately. For whatever reason you want to share files, if you want to make sure that other people can't get at them or don't know what you're doing, there's all these different paths that you can take that are easier or harder, better or worse. I even talk about the the Internet of Things. So you have a smart light switch, thermostat, light bulb, a smart TV or smart set-top box of some kind, or you have some little gadget from Amazon or Google or whoever that you talk to, and it tells you things back and it does things for you. And these kinds of devices are are really popular, but they're also uh, potentially huge privacy risks. I mean, you know, your little Amazon Echo or whatever box you have that is just waiting to tell you the weather or uh, turn on your lights or place an order for, you know, marshmallows for you, whatever it is, It's listening to you all the time, and it doesn't seem to do anything until you say those particular words that activate it, which I won't say now. But in reality, it's listening all the time, and all of the words that are being said in the vicinity of this device are being sent to some server in some other state and could be recorded, could be saved for posterity, could be used for goodness knows what purpose. And there have been cases uh, people have discovered where, oh, smart TVs are actually spying on the people in their living rooms. And, you know, little teddy bears with cameras in them are actually spying on people. And all these great gadgets that were, oh, this is so great. I have this thing that will uh, be fun or be useful or give my home extra security or home automation or whatever. They're all connected to the Internet in some way. A lot of them have very weak privacy controls you don't really know what is happening with the stuff that they are hearing or seeing. The more of these things you have and the more automated your home is, the more potential paths there are for someone to harm you because they've found out something that you didn't think they know, like when are you actually home or not? Well, your smart devices can tell someone when you're home or not. That's a pretty big deal, and that's something that I think should should give consumers pause. Let's talk a little bit about the smart TVs, because Vizio got into some trouble not long ago for this kind of thing. Speaking generally, how do we prevent the TV makers from tracking you? Well, uh, the first thing... Don't use their apps? Well, maybe. My general principle, not just for smart TVs, but globally when it comes to privacy, is knowledge is power. You have to acquaint yourself with what is going on. At the bare minimum, you know, read the instructions. Look through the settings carefully. If you don't understand what something does, go look it up on the web. Be suspicious. Be skeptical. If you are concerned, well, I know my TV has a microphone, 
but I don't know when it's listening to me or what it might be doing with that information, well, look it up. Go to the manufacturer's website and see. See if there's a control that you can turn off your microphone except when it's being used. See if you can find, you know, tips online for curtailing the sorts of behavior that you don't like. Maybe it's as simple as not using certain apps. Maybe the types of of data collection that various devices do will lead you to choose one brand over another. Maybe you decide, I'm going to actually buy an old dumb TV. It doesn't have to be smart because smart is, in some respects, dangerous, too. There's no wrong choice. It's just that the default choice of just, well, I'll just buy whatever I want and I'll take whatever I get is the riskiest for you. This this is true for everything. It's true for your smartphone. It's true for your Mac. It's true for any electronic device you use. If you go into it assuming that the manufacturer has your best interest at heart and will protect you by default, then you're you're just being foolish. And you need to take privacy into your own hands and learn, 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 learn what's really going on and what is within your power to change. What about the cable TV set-top box or the satellite TV set-top box? Obviously, they know what channels you're watching because you expect that. Sure. What else do you have to do? Well, you know, it's it's really the same thing. Uh, see what your privacy options are. You might have to set these on a website. You might set them on the cable box or your TV itself. It, it could be your cable box or it could be your DVR or it could be, you know, your Netflix app on whatever device. It's not that big a deal, in my opinion, that they know what you're watching. Of course they know what you're watching. Sometimes that, you know, that could lead, you know, if if you, let's say, you are watching a certain kind of show that you like that maybe some other family members might find troubling or objectionable, and then all of a sudden your TV, your cable box, your whatever device starts recommending, oh, we thought you'd really like this other show that's that's like the one that you've been watching so much. And your family members might kind of, you know, think that's not so great. But in general, it's not such a big deal for the TV providers to know what you're watching. Um, in my view, it's it's more of a concern that they know when you're watching. They know what your schedule is. They know when you're home, when you're away, when you're watching something on your mobile phone, when you're watching something on your iPad or, you know, at the gym or whatever. And this whole thing of tracking your location and knowing when you are most or least vulnerable, um, I find that quite disturbing. So those are reasons that would lead me to kind of crank up my my privacy and security controls to the extent that a given provider will let me. But even if I can't, just being aware of who might know certain things about me could lead me to make different choices. Especially if you think, well, whatever I watch, if I like to watch Playboy Channel or something, I still have a Playboy Channel. I don't know. It's been a long time. I don't. Well, whatever. I don't want anybody to know what I'm watching, but they know. And as far as recommendations, I recall one of the providers I use, and I don't remember which set-top box, I had the option of turning off the recommendations feature. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that's obvious, and the installer is not going to tell you. Of course not. Right. They will not tell you anything. They'll set it up to the way they think is best unless you tell them otherwise. And that's it. Right. Well, the the default choice is nearly always going to be collecting more data and, uh, you know, showing you more ads and, and that sort of thing. 
But getting back to Internet of Things stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not just the webcam where we assume there are various vulnerabilities. What other devices are out there, like smoke detectors and stuff? Because a smoke detector, we understand internet connection. You are alerted if you're not home. Maybe the fire department is alerted to a problem. We understand the safety features. But what are the downsides? Well, you know, it's, it's hard for me to say what a specific downside to an internet-connected smoke detector might be. There, there probably are some. Um, if you think, think, think of something like an internet-connected thermostat, well... One of the things that we have seen that can and, and did actually happen is, you know, maybe the the company running this either goes out of business or gets hacked or something, something, something happens on the Internet, as a result of which you can no longer turn on your heat <laughs> or no longer turn on your air conditioner or, you know, the, the climate in your house gets fundamentally screwed up. So there, there are those kinds of worries. There are such things as, you know, Internet-connected door locks and doorbells. The door locks in particular really really kind of scare me. Like, I guess it is conceptually kind of cool that I could unlock my house from another state. But if I can do that, then probably somebody else can too. And every one of these smart objects, whether it's just a light bulb or a, you know, refrigerator, washing machine, Amazon dash button, whatever. It's designed to solve a problem. It's designed to be useful. It's designed to make your life easier. And I I don't think any of them are designed with malicious intent. But the problem is that too often the design doesn't take into account the, the ways in which it could be misused or hacked or little security holes. And and it's not transparent. So if you have a button, you know, just like a little plastic box with a button on it. I got to do the break here. Thing. Let's go back to that. We got more to come with Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We continue with Joe Kissel. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. So you have a, a plastic box with a button on it, or you have a light bulb. Or you have a light switch, or whatever you have. You have these these things that that have they have no user interface. They don't have a display. They don't have flashing status lights. They they just have a you know a, a button or a switch or something. So there's almost no way to alert you as a user to what information they may be collecting, whether there's a problem, whether there's a software update available, what you can, you know, what you can do. The the objects, many of them, not all of them, many of them are just opaque with regard to what they're doing and how you can affect what they're doing. And and I think that's that's the real worry is that a lot of manufacturers haven't put a lot of thought and care into security and privacy. And somebody comes up with this idea, ooh, you know, I'll bet nobody ever thought of using this thing to do that. Let me see if I can do that. And they hack in and sure enough, all of a sudden a whole bunch of data is lost or, or a whole bunch of information is out there that people don't want to have public. And that's just experimenting. Let me ask you a question though. What, what about things like washing machines? and refrigerators and other appliances that have some kind of internet controls. Does someone have the power to <clears throat> start your wash? Maybe somebody can wash your clothes remotely. You know, not too long ago, there was a, a news story about a whole lot of internet-connected devices. It included some DVRs, and I forget, like a lot of different Internet of Things kind of objects. I don't think washing machines were on this list. But anyway, a lot of a lot of objects that used certain chips were a vulnerability was found and they were hijacked remotely and turned into a botnet. So a botnet can do things like sending out spam or creating a, you know, a distributed denial of service attack to take down a web server, something like that. So even if this device in your house isn't directly a threat to your privacy, the fact that it's connected to the internet and you don't know in what way or to what extent or, or how it can be controlled or curtailed could mean that it basically becomes part of a huge criminal enterprise. So it's not so much that I can identify here are the exact specific threats if someone gets access to your washing machine. It's more the fact that hackers are incredibly creative and smart, and they're going to come up with uh, ways that we have never thought of to misuse devices that people didn't think could be misused and therefore didn't protect. Well, I don't want any of those objects in my home. It's as simple as that. <laughs> 
All right, fair enough. That's that is that, that does it right there. I don't want it. You know, just just forget about. It. I don't want it. I don't care about it. I, I just don't need it. That's the only way it's going to work. There we go. Anything else? Final advice for online privacy before we get to flip bits. You know, there's there's so much more. Uh, I, I couldn't believe how much has changed in the world of online privacy, almost all for the worst in the last year. That's why I updated the book. That's why it's such a major, major new edition. Uh, so for for the complete story, and you know, this our our, our talk here has been a little bit a uh, little bit of a downer, I think, telling you identifying a lot of the problems. The book has a lot of solutions in it. So um, read up on on how you can actually take steps to address these things. Okay, going to check out that book. We've got some more stuff to cover before we let him out the door. And that is a book he did last April. Mm-hmm. Are your bits flipped overcoming tech misconceptions such as? Oh, well, uh, so there, there's, a, there's a story in the book that uh, you know, I, I was I was at Starbucks, and the woman sitting next to me was having trouble logging into the the free Wi-Fi on her MacBook Pro. She said, "I had a MacBook Pro." She asked for my help. So um, Firefox wasn't doing the right thing. So I said, "Well, maybe try Chrome or Safari." So so here's what she did: she opened a new Finder window. She typed Chrome in the search field, and it didn't show any results. So she said, no, maybe I don't have Chrome. So then she typed Safari in the search field, and that found too many things, and none of them were the ones she was looking for. So then she clicked Applications in the sidebar, and she scrolled down until she got Safari. Uh, Then she dragged Safari to the dock, and then once Safari was in the dock, then she clicked the Safari icon in the dock to launch it. And I just watched all this. And I thought my head was going to explode. She, it, it took her, you know, basically eight steps to open Safari, something that I would have done in you know, two clicks or, you know, a couple of keystrokes. But I didn't come away from that thinking, oh, man, you know, this woman's really dumb. Uh, on, on the contrary, Nobody ever taught her how to, you know, all the different ways of launching an app. Her Mac didn't come with an instruction manual. Nobody ever said, you know, you have to go through this course to be able to use your Mac. She just experimented until she found something that worked, and she kept doing that thing that worked without looking more deeply into this question of, is that the easiest way to do that? Is that the most logical way to do that? And... Um, it was probably the case that she just had a sort of mistaken mental image of how you go about launching an app. For her, the way to launch an app, really the only way to do it is to click an icon in the dock. She knows that works, but if there isn't an icon in the dock, she's got to go find the right icon, then put it in her dock. And it's not, again, it's not that it's stupid. It's that that is a way that works. It just is an incomplete mental model. So this is one of of many examples of things that I have either witnessed in person or people have written to me or people have asked me about in person. And and I I just I, I kind of cringe, not again, not because I think people are being dumb, but just it 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 hurts me to see people making extra work for themselves or people suffering needlessly. Of so, course they can always use Windows. 
but well, then you'll suffer differently. <laughs> yeah, but there's an interesting but, thing here. Where you were mentioning this opening an app. Uh-huh. The other thing is opening a document. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of times people will locate the document and double click on it unless the document's taken into the doc. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand what an open dialog box is. Right. So I remember a common instruction in a book I'd write. And I wrote a lot of these computer books in the 90s, not so much in the 2000s. So a common phrase, as you know, is choose open from the file menu. Mm-hmm. And then people will say, what's that? Yeah. And you go back to the whole thing. Because they're doing the multi-step process in digging out that app. Once you got the app open to dig out the document, they think it's the same process. Right. So there are... There are lots of these misconceptions that, for one reason or another, have just kind of been they're they're out there. They have um, people have gotten a a mistaken idea in their head, and maybe their idea is it's not exactly it's not so much wrong as it is inefficient, or maybe sometimes it really really is wrong, and people can do things that are going to end up you know causing them to lose data, like if they get mis- if they're mistaken about whether or not backups are occurring or how cloud storage works or whatever, what have you. But this book is a collection of, of 16 chapters, each of which addresses one or, you know, a, a small related set of misconceptions that, that I've encountered. And just trying to say, you know, you, do, you don't have to blame yourself. You don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel embarrassed. But I know that a lot of people are thinking about this thing um, in a way, you know, th- their mental idea doesn't quite match reality. And if you're, if you could get your mental model to match reality, you'd be happier. You'd find computers to be, and you know, other devices to be friendlier and easier to use, and you'd be more uh, effective at using them. So this is just my attempt to um, help help people notice um, some of those things that they just might not have been aware of how things really work behind the scenes. We'll have more about this book, Are Your Bits Flipped? Overcoming Tech Misconceptions. We've got Joe Kissel, prolific author of Take Control Books and other books. And we'll have another segment to go here on the Tech Night Owl Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug outhouse that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Okay, other than the areas we've covered so far, what other areas are people just completely confused about when it comes to technology? So many. You know, a, a number of the um, chapters in this book have, have something to do with email. Um, there's, there's a whole set of misconceptions, for example, around IMAP. 
So IMAP is one of the ways that your email program, like Apple Mail or Outlook or whatever, could connect to a mail server to get your mail. And uh, I've noticed that as as recently as, as a couple of days ago, somebody sent me email asking about a problem they were they were experiencing with mail and i realized that they had a slightly incorrect mental picture of how imap was working and that picture led to some pain so i i explained that basically you know with pop which is a very slightly older technology you connect to a mail server you download all your messages now your messages are not on the mail server anymore they're on your computer and that's that with imap It seems like it's the same thing, except the server has the master copy of your messages. So you delete a message from your inbox, hey, it's deleted from the server too. You connect to the same account with another device, that's deleted from there too. So that's cool because you can file a message in one place or delete a message in one place or reply to a message in one place and that that is reflected in all of your different devices. But a lot of people have mistaken ideas about what that really means such as this belief that, oh, because all my messages are on the server, that must mean that I can't see any of my mail if I go offline. But that's not true because your computer or your iPhone, whatever, is is going to keep a local copy of at least most, if not all, of your messages. And there are a lot of other misconceptions about why, you know, some people think POP is better for certain reasons that it turns out not to be. And um, just, just a lot. Of, I see a lot of a lot of people jumping through extra hoops when it comes to email because they just don't quite get this kind of master slave relationship of of servers and uh, and email clients with IMAP. So that's that's an example of one of the things that I try to spell out. One of the big problems in the setup of email, though, is when you set up a new account. If it's something like Google or Apple, iCloud or Outlook, it's done right, but normal business email it isn't always done right and what that means is it doesn't automatically map local sent local spam local draft local folders to the imap server it's not automatic i've been screaming at apple for years about this where it's a little easier now to do it than it used to be in mac os sierra but still the same problem it doesn't seem to pick that up even though any normally configured IMAP account ought to be recognized on the spot. Yeah, it's true that uh, some combinations of, of mail clients and mail servers don't do the thing that is that seems obvious that you expect them to do. They require effort, extra effort to set up. That's a shame. You would think that problem would have been solved by now, but it hasn't been. But again, just as I said with online privacy, the more you know. Knowledge is power. So the more you understand about how this stuff works. And you don't have to become a computer geek. You don't have to wear a pocket protector or a propeller beanie or any of that stuff. You don't have to become an expert. But if you know just a little bit more about what's happening behind the scenes, you will have much greater power to solve problems and to predict the correct behavior. Well, certainly this is an extra step that Apple or somebody could make easier. Okay. What else in email do people tend to misunderstand? Oh, well, let's talk about the ways. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about attachments. People are constantly screwing up email attachments. They are sending thing, you know, gigantic files that should never go through email. You know, oh, well, I got an error back. The, the message couldn't be sent. Why not? And then what do I do? 
Or you send an email attachment and it looks like it goes through, but then the person in the end doesn't get it because their spam filter ate it. Or you send an email attachment from Windows and the Mac user can't read it because it's converted to some, you know, windmail.dat format or whatever that the Mac user can't read. There, there are just so many different things that can go wrong with email attachments. And I think that, you know, back in the day when an email attachment meant I'm attaching a 10K Word file to a document or I'm attaching a, a little, you know, snapshot to, to an email message, that's one thing. But today, when attachments can be so huge and so varied, the, the number of things that can go wrong when sending them by email is, is so great that it is really almost always a better idea to put the file that you want to send on a server someplace like Dropbox and then just send the link. Apple Mail can do this uh, automatically using a feature called MailDrop, uh, as long as you have that set up correctly. Um, but the, the point is that you should not think of email as a good way to move files from one computer to another. Um, there, there are far better ways, and um, I think attachments are just incredibly misused. And the problem also is sometimes a hacker can use an attachment to send you a bogus file saying, saying here, saying here, we've got, for example, this file that I promised to send you. And you have no idea who that person is. Right. Yeah, and of course, as, as recipients, too, people get email messages with attachments in them and say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double-click this attachment and open it, and it turns out to be a virus, or it turns out to be, you know, some, some other kind of malware or whatever, something that is going to uh, do you harm or take you to the wrong website or, um, you know, steal your, your personal information. So, um, you know, my, my general advice about email attachments is avoid them if you possibly can. Right. And if you do plan to send an attachment, alert the recipient first. Yeah. Good and idea. if you're not alerted, you're not given pre-warning, I'm going to send my Word file. You know, it's entitled this. If you didn't get that pre-warning from someone you know, be careful. Even then, you know, but still, at least yeah. that at least covers it. We only have about a minute left. Anything else you want to tell our listeners about the flip bits issue before we let you go. Well, you know, this, this uh, book um, came, came from a series of articles that, you know, started with a series of articles that I wrote for tidbits called flip bits. And the idea was just, uh, you know, computers store things in bits, ones and zeros. And, uh, sometimes you have, you know, thousands and thousands of these ones and zeros, but if even just one of them is accidentally wrong, there was a one where a zero should supposed, was supposed to be or, or vice versa, that can wreck the whole thing. It can, it can turn one word into a different word. It can make a thing stop working. So um, there's, there's, there's no shame in having a flipped bit. It's the tiniest thing. It's just that you have to be aware of how those flipped bits can... Um, can kind of throw off your whole understanding of something. So, um, again, you know, knowledge is power. Uh, look into things more deeply. And for a quick overview of some of those most common uh, flip bits, uh, read the book. Where can our listeners find more of what you do? Go to TakeControlBooks.com. You'll find uh, the two books we talked about today and lots of other cool stuff. Joe Kissel, thanks for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me.
are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat? Not true. Actually, you are what you can absorb. So if the vitamins and supplements you now take are not being absorbed, what good are they? Introducing Protovite, proprietary liquid system that allows premium quality nutrients to positively affect the blood in an astonishing five minutes. Watch our amazing two-minute live blood cell video at TrueHealthFacts.com. That's TrueHealthFacts.com. Then call 502-410-3411. Protovite is nutrition you can feel. Protovite is nutrition that gets in. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com. Hey, diabetics. Yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get what my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But PillPack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need PillPack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. Welcome to the Tech Night Owl live with your host, Gene Steinberg. And he's sometimes known as Bob Dr. Maclevitis. I'm using my announcer voice today. Well, we're going to grab it out of you, and then you'll sound like you're in helium. Okay? We took away your announcer okay. voice. I wish I had some helium. Well, I think they use that it right now for certain effect. politicians. They speak as if their brains were filled with helium, not their voices. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of this. I, I generally don't care to comment on politics because it always ticks somebody off. <laughs> You'll get yourself in trouble. But we like to start trouble on the Tech Night Out Live, and we'll try to get you in such trouble. No, we don't want to do that because Bob's been nice. He's been a guest on the show for, I don't know, 10, 12 years now. Decades. Decades. Decades centuries. Are you still using that Mac Pro I sold you? <laughs> no, no, the Mac Pro long ago. I, I long ago decided I could get by with a uh, MacBook Pro and an external monitor. So um, I've had just, you know, one main computer and it's the MacBook Pro. I can take it with me if I need to. Do you have uh, a current MacBook Pro or an older model? I have a 2015 with 16 gigs of RAM and uh, I saw no need to upgrade it when the new one came out. Uh, I generally keep them two or three years, so I think probably next year I'll replace it. But I'm not really running into any, you know, it, it certainly is uh, all the Mac I need for what I'm doing now. Uh, and that includes video. You know, I'm doing a lot of editing of video, and it's fine. I'd like to have the new Mac Pro when it comes out, I think. But I'm not sure I'll be willing to take the trade-off because it's a lot more money, I think, than a MacBook Pro. And... I don't really need that much more performance than I have today. You know, a little more because I'm going to be working with higher resolution video as time goes on. I suspect everything's going 4K these days. Until we go 8K. I don't know that I'll be around for that revolution. I don't know. Uh, that seems like it's pretty far out considering we haven't even really... 4K hasn't even become ubiquitous yet, but boy, they've sure come down in price. I was at Costco the other day, and 4K 4K sets. I think I saw some for under a thousand dollars, but if not, they're close to a thousand. Lower than five hundred is low as four hundred or less. Really? Yes. Oh yeah, Vizio has a bunch, well, there, there and I go. know some of the other companies. The lesser companies have quite a few. 8K. You know they're shooting some movies in 8K now. Really? Oh, yeah. Who makes an 8K camera? Well, I looked it Red? up. It's about $50,000. Red? Let me look it up Red? here right now. 8K video camera. Let's just take a look right now. All right? 
And it's going to be slow because while we're talking, I'm downloading a file. Okay, the here it is. I got it. It's the Red. That's the company. It yeah, the, I knew it. The Weapon it. 8K S35 starting at $49,500. And they're yeah. using those in movies, you know, like high-end, really big movies, you know, with $200 million budgets and more. They're using them. So I'm pretty sure the guy that started Red is also the guy that uh, started that sunglass company. And I'm trying to think of his name. I think he's uh, got a museum of Mac stuff at his house. Uh Getting old is horrible. Let me just tell you, Gene, getting old stinks. I knew this guy's name, but I can't remember it right now. And the company, which I can't remember either. I'm looking at the company right now, and I have to look at the name. The problem is here is they are clueless about putting text on the screen. So you have fairly small text, all right? Fairly small text. We're talking about Jim Jannard. Yes, Jim Jannard, who was the founder of Oakley. Exactly. And he's the guy behind Red. And the big movie companies are buying these cameras. But what this means is at the Consumer Electronics Show, they've already demonstrated, you know, one or two TV sets with 8K. Now, understand 4K sets, they're getting cheap. The mid to lower middle range of the market is 4K now. In fact, only the cheapest sets are 1080p. However, if you don't get a big set... You lose the benefit of having 4K. Exactly. And then the other thing here is 4K works best with HDR support. All right? You got to have that enhanced color palette to get really, really good... 4K, because even if you can't see the difference in pixels, you'll see the improved color. It's what Apple is doing right now on iPhone. So you have to use the you have to use the iPad Pro because it's got the enhanced uh, color range. Exactly. IPad There's Pro the 9. point. Seven. The nine point seven. Also the new iPhone. Also the iMac with the 5K Retina display and the brand new MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. Apple is moving all of its gear to HDR support. So if they don't care about professionals, why are they doing that? Um, I think they care about professionals. Let's talk about uh, that for a little bit, okay? Let's just talk about that. Yeah, I think they're quietly doing a good job with the Pro users with both Final Cut and Logic Pro. I mean, they've both seen lots of... uh, Positive development efforts. They're both stable, uh, very competitive, usable, well-priced. You know, I think a lot of people are using Final Cut Pro to make a lot of video. Why the freak out? I mean, when the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar came out, it's not professional because Apple made it thinner and lighter and didn't have 32 gigabytes of RAM. And my first question was, okay, we understand some PC notebooks have it, but most don't. And previous MacBook Pros didn't either. But Apple did give you a faster solid-state drive, so virtual memory is more efficient. It doesn't make up for not having more RAM. But Apple explained the trade-off. They have to use 
a different kind of memory controller, one that was actually using slower memory, and the battery life would be cut. And right. some people say, well, why not make a model with less battery life? They want Apple to be like Dell, where you have 400,000 different notebooks. Or heavier. Make it heavier. Oh, yeah. We, just, we want our notebooks heavier. We need to have something like my 17-inch MacBook Pro from 2010 that I schlep across the airport, filled in a case with microphones and other gear. And at the <laughs> end of that trip, my shoulders are killing me. And now if I buy a new MacBook Pro with Touch Bar, it's what, three and a half pounds? Yes. And, you know, I have to say, I have a MacBook Air, an 11-inch MacBook Air that I use for uh, when I'm writing books. I use it for screenshots. So I have a you know, separate platform running a, a clean operating system without a lot of clutter in the menu bars and stuff. And uh, I love that computer for, you know, just running around and doing stuff. Like, if I have to go somewhere and just sit and type, I'll grab that. And, and you know, unless I'm going to be editing video or working in graphics or doing anything that requires more horsepower than the, the little MacBook Air can deliver, um, I'm real likely to grab it, it instead of my MacBook Pro. And I got it refurbished for like $800, $899, I think, or $799. So, you know, it was a great a great deal as a second computer. And you know what? When the new Mac Pro comes out, I will certainly consider replacing my MacBook Pro with a, with a desktop Pro model. But then again, if, if a new MacBook Pro comes out with a faster processor and uh, the ability to put in up to 32 gigs of RAM, I might just go that route again. It just depends. I have to put, put the numbers together. The Let's numbers that- put this together. More to come with Bob Levitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s.com water is the single most important thing your body needs so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family since 2005 thousands have depended on berkey purified water the berkey guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size for incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Imagine what it's like to be active your whole life and then find out you're going blind. I have age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. As a wife, mother, and grandmother, my sight is precious to me, so I was relieved to find that treatments for some forms of AMD are available, and research for additional treatments is underway. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD, or go to the website fightblindness.org, where I found so much helpful information. Call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. For P150, P150 GA, P150 NY, P150 OK, P150 TN, C250 AC250, EC250Q. Not available in all states. If New York or Colorado, call for a similar offer. What's the scariest thing about going to the dentist? Opening your mouth or opening your wallet? Because just a simple cleaning can cost $100, and things like root canals can cost you hundreds more. If you don't have dental insurance to help, call Physicians Mutual Insurance Company, 1-800-972-5856. This isn't a discount plan or preventive-only coverage. This is real dental insurance that helps pay for checkups right away. So you can call today and get your teeth cleaned tomorrow. Plus, it helps cover the more expensive procedures you might need down the road. Fillings, crowns, bridges, even costly dentures. There's no deductible and no annual maximum. Your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these insurance policies, even if you're retired. There are no networks, so you can choose any dentist you'd like. Call now for a free information kit with all the details. 1-800-972-5856. That's 1-800-972-5856. 5856 1-800-972-5856 Be prepared for the next disaster with the Shelter Pod. The Shelter Pod is a large all-season heavy-duty quick deploy shelter. The Shelter Pod system can be set up in 30 seconds and includes an emergency medical kit, water filter, survival tools, and more. Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have everything in one place ready to go get it now or enter to win a complete shelter pod system at shelterpod.com the shelter pod at shelterpod.com shelter when you need it most what are you listening to the tech night i live with gene steinberg what's going to happen next you never know So we're talking about Apple and Pro users. And Bob feels courtesy of the MacBook Pro and their commitment to make a new Mac Pro. Final Cut Pro 10, Logic Studio, Apple does care about Pro users. And I look at the features they're adding to Final Cut Pro 10. And those are features that aren't for students. Those are features that professional users working in real video production studios and movie studios would use. So why would Apple add that if they didn't care about the needs of pros? I'm just wondering. You know, a lot of times when you hear this kind of stuff going around on the internets, there's a lot of smoke and no fire. I think, you know, pro users, yeah, okay, so when did the Mac Pro, the garbage can style Mac Pro come out? 2010, 2013? At the WWDC, June 2013, Apple demonstrated the new Mac Pro. And Phil Schiller says, can't innovate my you-know-what. And now it's 2017, and Apple admits, though, that it misfired with that model. 
It made assumptions about the future of GPU design that weren't borne out. And I want to talk to you about that, all right? Because we can take that on the surface, but I'm thinking here, and this was raised by a few people, over this period, Apple's talking to AMD, they're talking to NVIDIA, they're talking to Intel. They know exactly what their processor and graphics card roadmaps are. So how could they not know? that they misjudged where it would go. Well, I think they've known for a while, and I think they only just admitted it in public. And how could they have missed it? I think they really believed that Thunderbolt expansion was going to be the answer for everything, and that most users were were going to be content to wait for new stuff to come out, because, of course, there weren't any. Uh, And then it was fairly costly. You know, Thunderbolt is not an inexpensive bus to to implement if you look at you know things like docs uh, displays if they've got built-in thunderbolt they're paying apple for that you know they've got to pay it like a licensing fee or something and it gets pricey so i think a lot of the pros were put off by the fact that they were going to have to replace their old mac pro with a new one that maybe was going to have the horsepower you know graphic horsepower or co-processing horsepower whatever they needed uh, maybe it would have soon and for more than it would have cost to uh, equip the old Mac Pro. So, yeah, I, I think Apple misjudged. The thing about that is Apple just expects the whole third-party market to s- march along, and it took them a while. The thing to bear in mind here, too, is that over this period, Apple's seeing that maybe this wasn't the way to go, something that could not be really expanded internally, putting everything external. Seeing that's the wrong way to go, Apple could have done something before now. And the impression a lot of people are getting is, why is Apple saying we will not see a new Mac Pro this year? It's because of the fact that Apple only started recently building this new model. The other thing I thought is maybe... Or that it's a... Well... The other, the other, uh, the other thought would be, it's an entirely new platform, an entirely new model. It's not based on anything that existed before, and it's probably been uh, in the works for a year or more. But it's all new, you know. I mean, it's going to be revolutionary when it comes out, so it's going to have some groundbreaking things in it, and those things take time. So, yeah, not this year. But I think Apple had to get in front of the story and say. But here's, here's the good news, you know, next year. Well, they didn't say next year. They said not this year. But the other thing is they oh, might be waiting next. for some new processors from Intel or new graphics processors, other parts to make that difference. So we could be. We'll see. Well, here's something else. I think Apple is going to, in the inimitable Apple manner, I think Apple's going to make a big play into augmented reality coming soon. And for that, I think a lot of products are going to need a lot more graphics horsepower than they've got today. So I I think Apple probably has something up their sleeve that will allow them to make Apple products a superior platform for for using augmented reality uh, applications. And I think it's going to be a big thing. And I think Apple is doing what they always do. They're not talking about it. They're not showing anything. They're not really... uh, reacting to the competition they're just watching and developing in you know in their secret labs and when it's ready 
It'll be like the iPod, for example, where, yeah, we had music players before that, MP3 players, but they all stunk. They were all lousy. They had terrible interfaces, and nobody wanted to really mess with them. And then the iPod came out, and it was just, you know, oh, this is the music player I always wanted. Same thing with the iPhone. There were phones with browsers and mail before, but they weren't very smart. <laughs> it took Apple to, you know, figure out what, what it is that makes that handheld thing special. Bring what was on the Mac and put it on a smartphone and adapt it to the needs of a smartphone, which is why you have a touchscreen. Now, I had a thought here, but, you know, people are thinking of this in terms of Apple's mobile equipment, and that is apparently their announcement that they're not going to be licensing technology from Imagination Technologies for graphics. What if Apple is working on its own graphics chip for the Mac also? We know they're not going to use ARM chips for CPU in place of Intel, although I guess they could use an AMD Ryzen chip instead. But in terms of graphics, what if Apple is working on producing in-house graphics for Macs starting sometime next year? That's what's taking some time. Well, maybe it's going to be across all their platforms. Maybe whatever they're doing is going to go into iPads and iPhones also. And well, that we assumed that everybody assumed that for, the announcement well, yeah, with think, imagination was about iPhones and iPads. But well, what if I it's think, the Mac I think too? Some, I think at some point. Apple's going to have special sauce for augmented reality and maybe virtual reality too. But I think augmented reality is going to be the bigger deal uh, short term. Not There's not that much real, uh, real world use case for putting your face in a helmet and blocking out the whole world to do something. The augmented reality thing is something people could do, you know, I, I mean... Yeah, we had nasty names for people who wore Google Glass, but in the future, I think you'll be able to put on a pair of what look like regular glasses and have a heads-up display or other augmentation going on that you can see, but nobody else can. We're not that far away. I actually had a set of... So Microsoft makes a AR, augmented reality goggle. Have you, have you seen this? It's $3,500 for developers, and it's not really a, you know, there's not really anything available for the general public. Maybe a couple things, but not much. But it is very cool, and, you know, the Microsoft demos are very slick, but uh, pretty neat. And, you know, I think the ability to mix reality and um, data, you know, being able to pull data and combine it with what you're seeing is powerful. And, and I think Apple is probably uh, looking at this and saying, you know, we have all of the ecosystem. We have all the things people need. We have the handheld camera, right? We have the, the processors. We have the, the apps. A lot of this stuff is going on with cell phones, you know, because that's what you have with you. And I, I think the iPhone 8 is going to have two cameras. Why? I think a lot of this augmented reality stuff, I think, uh, will benefit from having more than one camera. What do you think? Well, obviously, Apple is going to be doing things that we can't predict, we don't expect. We're just looking at a future Mac Pro, for example, 
in relation to what's been there already. So we look at the cheese grater, which had plenty of expandability. We look at the trash can, which didn't. And I've kind of said, well, maybe there's going to be something in the middle of the two. Maybe that's the thing. Something's going to come in the middle between these extremes. A smaller computer with more expandability and all that sort of thing. I don't know. I hope I hope that you know the pros are satisfied because it, it really kills me to see somebody say, "Well, I'm just going to get a PC because I can get this much giga megawatt hertzes," and uh, you know I just I have to have that, and and you know it, it's kind of sad when the first virtual reality headset out, there's no Mac powerful enough to use with it. We've got more to come with Bob Levitis, Dr. Mac. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP Hardened Generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP Hardened Solar Generator Energy Insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You see, now, what you just said in the previous segment, there is no Mac powerful enough to handle that VR. And maybe that's what Apple is answering with the next Mac Pro. And what they're going to do is provide their own graphics chip to provide the horsepower needed. 
that and metal isn't metal the graphics acceleration technology that they uh baked into xcode sometime back or into something it's do you remember that by the way the microsoft thing is called hololens and uh it was pretty cool i've heard of it but that's not a shipping product yet it is too you can buy one for $3,500 okay. as a developer. It's kind of like Google Glass. Yeah, it's the same deal. It's it's a developer. Or like, Oh, you can pay even more for one with, a, I think, with an SDK and a couple other things. I don't know. Twelve people will buy them. What happens, though, is this means nothing until it becomes a commercial product that people can afford to buy, not something that's for an exclusive group of people who have to put up with all the bugs who are beta testers paying $3,500. Oh, it's uh, 3000 for the development edition and 5000 for the commercial suite. Excuse me. Yeah. But as a proof of concept, it was very cool because it was unlike the uh, virtual reality stuff. You, would, you wouldn't mind having this in your face for a while. It's like the virtual reality headsets are big and heavy. And I found after a few minutes, you know, just kind of, you you want to just take it off your face. Um, this this I think shows that something um, with this high resolution and that can you know display mixed uh, inputs wirelessly without weighing down your whole face that it conceptually can be done now even at five thousand dollars is still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that just means that in three years or five years you'll be able for under a thousand dollars to buy virtual reality glasses with your prescription, and they they will talk to your iPhone and your iPhone can do stuff like tell you how fast you're going when you're driving right there in the corner of your field of vision, like as if it were being um, projected on the the windshield like a heads up display kind of. Whatever happened to a speedometer? You got those, but if your eyes are focused on the road ahead of you, isn't it better if you can see what how fast you're going without having to remove your eyes from the road? I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, and I'm not positive, but it seems to me if you could see things like that without having to look down, that would be better. And I've, I've driven cars with heads-up displays, and once you get used to it, it's very comfortable to be able to see your speed Right there in the, you know, reflected in the in the uh, windshield. It's very cool. And some cars have that now, but pretty soon you're going to have that for yourself. Personal heads-up display. P-HUD. Well, understand also in terms of cars. The technology from expensive cars spills over into cheaper cars over time. So yes. even now, you can get the blind spot monitoring in the rear camera the bumper-mounted camera or whatever the camera is in the rear or on the trunk or something to see what's happening behind you. That stuff's on affordable vehicles now. It originally started on very expensive vehicles. My new vehicle has all that cool stuff, and it's a Subaru. Right. <laughs> it is not, not a fancy vehicle, but it's got, you know, uh, automatic braking when something's in front of me and warning when somebody's like driving behind me when I'm backing out of a parking space. And it has uh, adaptive cruise control, which is maybe the best feature ever invented for cars. And all that stuff is, you know, this is not even a top-of-the-line Subaru, just a Subi. Which model? It's a Legacy sedan. So it's a basic Legacy. Now, a Legacy, folks, 
if you're not familiar with Subaru, is equivalent to like a Honda Accord, VW Passat, Kia Optima, that kind of thing. It is yep. the midsize mainstream family vehicle. Yep. With Subaru, this is something they've done for many years. All-wheel drive is not an option. It is standard equipment on every vehicle. This has been something that has been in place for years. Now, obviously, all-wheel drive, with all its benefits, has a few problems, number one of which it costs more to fix. Number two, the gas economy is never quite as good. But I understand Subaru has also been doing a lot to make their interiors nicer-looking, fancier that sort of thing it's it's you know it's a it's nice but it's nice in a uh reserved honda-like japanese fashion it's it's a nice car it's um i think the interior is nicer my daughter had a forester like you know she's had a couple uh and my son has a cross track so we've had a lot of subarus in the family and yeah i think the interiors are going a little more upscale but it's still not a fancy car. It's, you know, this is, it's a car that will last a long time and not be too expensive to repair in spite of all-wheel drive. And they do make one non-all-wheel drive, one rear-wheel drive car. Now, by the way, Subaru starts at $21,995 plus shipping. That's the basic fee. And you look at it, it reminds me of a Honda. Yeah, the shape. You know what? It's funny. When I first got it, I got it last July, but when I first got it, I kept walking up to the wrong car in parking lots. Mine's silver, which I guess is the most popular color for something like that. And I'd walk up to the wrong car and I'd put my hand on the door and it wouldn't open. And I'd look at it and I'd go, oh, this isn't mine. And, And it would be a Honda or a Ford or, you know, I mean, a Kia. They really all look very similar, the the shape and everything about them. You know, they're not that they're more alike than different from the outside. They're shapes. I'll never mistake it for a McLaren or anything like that. But but for all the other little Japanese cars like it and probably Korean cars like it and uh, Italian, even the Italian cars like it. No, it doesn't look like a Fiat. Have you seen the new Fiat 124 Spider? which is a remake of a car that was really popular when we were in college or high school. You know what it is? I am familiar with the Fiat. Yeah, I just worry about the reliability of those things. They've always had problems with reliability, and I just wonder how well they're taking off in this country. I mean, they started with these little tiny cars that compete with the Mini Cooper which I thought was a kind of a strange decision. Yeah, okay. I I agree, but that was what they had ready, and they needed to start, you know, setting up their dealer network and stuff. Now they're doing Alfa Romeos and Fiats, and they have the 124. No, 124 is kind of interesting because it's outsourced. The, The base car is a Miata, so it's a very stable, you know, it's like, that's a platform that's been around for quite a while. It's well-developed and I think probably uh, mechanically very sound. If but you like convertibles, I guess. And I you know, I'm looking here at the Spider in America, huge. and it's a convertible, by the way. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. It's a convertible. I don't like convertibles, but that's okay. Okay. So it's a convertible. It starts at $25,000. Right. 
for a basic that's spider. Cheap for a little for a little uh, two seater, a little roadster. That's pretty low. Okay. Mine's well, all right, all right. That's that's fun. A couple thousand. Let's get back to our other subject. Although, you know, having fallen into that realm very briefly, Apple gets certification to test self-driving capability in California. But they're using, I think, cars from Lexus as part of this test. What's going on? I don't know, but it is really the first proof we have that Apple is doing anything in self-driving vehicles. Everything else has really been rumors. I mean, and, and hires. You know, they've hired a lot of people that have experience in such such things, I think. But I don't know. You know, it just kind of served to me. It was kind of like, well, yeah, okay. So now we know they're really doing that. But I kind of knew, I think. Don't you think? Anything changed by knowing that? No? No. Okay. Okay. We've got more to come. We have Bob Levitas, Dr. Mack. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. 
Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Do you know what's lurking in your water? More than 200 contaminants could be sitting there just waiting for your glass. With a ProPure water filter, start enjoying clean and great tasting water today. ProPure filters, independently tested, latest water filter technology. ProPure systems do not require electricity and are easy to set up and easy to use. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We continue with Bob Levitas, Dr. Mech. And I guess I'm going to raise a serious question here before we get back to... What's that? That is self-driving cars. Mm. Would you trust one? Today? No. I'm assuming a few years down the pike. I'm assuming 2020 and thereabouts. Well, I'll tell you when I trust it. When I trust it is when everybody's doing it and they've gone millions of miles without an incident. And I'll trust it. I'd like that. I would really like a self-driving car. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to read or, you know, watch a movie while you were being driven? Then traffic in Austin wouldn't bother me that much. I mean, it would still bother me, but a lot less if I could sit back and read or watch TV instead of having to pilot the car. Well, you know, it's kind of like this. I like to be under control, and I'm not that nuts about being driven around. I guess I got so used to driving myself that even when my son has driven the car, even at that point, I look back and forth. I know he had some issues early on when he was a kid, but now his driving record, when he does drive, which is not a lot, his driving record's pretty good. But still. You just don't like being the passenger. I don't like being the passenger. Well, that's completely understandable. Yes. I mean, it doesn't doesn't bother me a bit. I'm good either way. And when it's when it becomes a thing, then I'll be happy to thing it. I'll be happy to try it. Let's get back to the story of the Mac. Okay, so you have reasonable confidence that Apple will do the right thing by its professional customers. It will deliver the Mac Pro to die for. I've just speculated about things like using their own home built graphics, but that's just really. 
we're talking of process there. We're not talking about product. It's process about what they do. It's not what they do or how they do it. It's the final result. Yes. And Apple is never the first to do these things, you know? They weren't the first to make a phone with the, the stuff that's in an iPhone. They weren't the first to make a MP3 player. That, they weren't the first to make a personal computer. They were the first to use a graphical user interface. But for the most part, they've, uh, you know, kind of waited until there was a market for a product and then introduced a better product. So that's kind of what I'm looking for in this case. They're waiting and watching. And when they bring something out, We'll all go, oh, my goodness. All right. What about the iMac? Now, they're talking about an iMac with more professional options. And then we read there's some new processors that Intel has coming out that have 8 and 10 cores in them. These are core processors, not Xeon. Some people say Apple will use Xeon in the iMac, but that is going to entail probably different thermal requirements, I'm thinking of putting a processor in there without a major redesign internally. So Ryzen we, chips. The Ryzen chips. But the Ryzen chips have some problems with the graphics on lower resolution games. And supposedly, that's being worked out. Of course, with Apple in an iMac, they're not using the Ryzen graphics. They'd be using a third-party graphics chip. But even then, if it Presumably. hurts performance, it could be an issue. Presumably. I'd love to see them use an AMD processor because that would light a fire under Intel's butt and competition would be good. Well, understand also here that the AMD chip is like half the price of the Intel. Right. Maybe even more than, uh, I think it's even a bigger than half. Uh, But it is much less expensive and from all reports, uh, in most ways, a pretty uh, capable replacement. I hear you. You know, I don't know much about processors, especially like PCs. You know, I don't really pay a lot of attention, but I have read uh, quite a bit about these Ryzen chips, and everything I read tells me AMD's finally, you know, done what they've been trying to do for 10 or 15 years, which is produce a less expensive chip that Intel buyers will consider for their products. And I think that Ryzen might be it. Regardless, Apple is going to probably use one of these extra core chips. We understand that. I don't the, know about the iMac. Gra- Pardon? In the, in the iMac. iMac. Yes. Yeah. Well, the professional wait, options have- would mean more powerful graphics, the ability probably to drive two external 5K displays, a eight core, 10 core chip, get more performance, something where it takes on tasks that for now we'd think would be better performed by a Mac Pro. Grab some of that audience with these professional features. Have maybe twin SSDs in there because that's possible. If you can have a hard drive and SSD now, a fusion drive, you can put two SSDs in there. So two SSDs, eight core, 10 core chip, more powerful graphics processor, Maybe the ability to add 64 gigabytes of RAM, is that possible? If it is, you'd have a $5,000 or more iMac, but a lot of people who are starting from scratch, don't have a display, might want to have that instead of the Mac Pro. What say you? Well, first of all, do you think that they will call such a beast the 
iMac Pro? I mean, it'd be just iMac with different options. Well, here's the thing. I I think some of these things might add significant costs to an iMac, and maybe they're going to segment that line so that there's a Pro. Because they got MacBook and MacBook Pro. I don't think MacBook Air is really a thing anymore. So maybe it's going to be iMac and iMac Pro rather than just Mac Pro. Well, I don't think they're going to bifurcate the line like that. I just think they're going to offer more professional options. Because technically, right now, an iMac is capable of performing professional stuff. I mean, when they showed the 5K display, they said, look at this special optimized version of Final Cut Pro 10, and look how well it works. So they told us it's a professional computer. Now, you don't need to call it iMac Pro. You just offer more configuration options for those who maybe could use that instead of the Mac Pro, which would become even more specialized. Mac Pro, Pro, which will be similar, but with slots and no monitor capabilities. Remember, Apple is building a new monitor too. Do you think that's because of the, the monitor they were selling with the Mac Pro was such a loser? Well, the Thunderbolt display was never updated. No, I'm not talking about the Thunderbolt. I'm talking about what they were saying you should get now with uh, new computers. Is there, the, what was it, some kind of Samsung or something? It's the was, LG Ultra 5 5K LG, display. Yeah, it didn't work when the first batch were garbage. and It worked now. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the review, and apparently it works well. It's an industrialized kind of look. It's not Apple's look, but Apple was no doubt working on something new, and this is a stopgap measure. That is an important, no, you just said a very important thing, apparently, because they haven't announced that they're working on a new display to replace the Thunderbolt display that I know of. Yes, they announced that they were developing a display during that roundtable. Oh, they did? Okay. They sure did. We got more to come. We've got more to come with Bob Levitas on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie Hammered Knives. Custom knives made in America. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Ely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So indeed, Apple did announce it's working on a new display. I assume for next year, release Bob Levitis. So that's where we go. Now... We talked about the iMac and the possibility that when it arrives later this year, it's going to have one of the new Intel multi-core chips or the AMD Ryzen or I don't know. But that's something that Apple's already said, more professional options. Then we have the Mac Mini. Now, the Mac Mini hasn't been updated since 2014. The parts to upgrade it are available from Intel now, but the 
performance difference won't be a lot. But they did mention, if you remember this, I'm looking at everything that Apple says, and of course we have to look at the words and the sentences and find the hidden meanings. And this one refers to something about a certain percentage of professional users of the Mac Mini. Now, we know it's used in data centers for low-end servers or in the back room of an office and everything. A lot of people use them as media servers in the house. Absolutely. But I'm wondering here, what now, what, pray tell, if Apple is thinking of putting in more high-end options in the Mac Mini, or maybe beef it up a little bit, make it a wee bit larger, I'm thinking of something like the Z2 Mini from HP, which is something that has kind of sort of a Mac Mini look, but it's larger and heavier. Instead of weighing two and some odd pounds, it weighs four pounds. But it's also used as a low-end workstation. It can be outfitted with stuff that brings the price to two or $3,000 or more. So the question here is, would Apple or is Apple going to make this kind of the headless low-end Mac Pro, where it has a cheap entry-level price like it does now. And then if you want to add more powerful processors, bigger SSD, better graphics, that kind of thing, it's available. I think maybe to some extent. Um, I don't think that they'll make it full pro power. It could use more horsepower than they've got today if they want to you know, widen the market for it. I'm thinking here special, of parts that are case. similar to the fully optioned MacBook Pro, because the Mac Mini has been very much a desktop right. computer with parts that are largely based on the mobile lineup, kind of right. like the original iMac before it went upscale. <laughs> before it went uptown. Yes. Before it went uptown, became the uptown guy. So is it time to talk about my solopreneur project yet? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I understand you have a project that you've been working on. You've mentioned it before. Yes, it's released now, so you can go and buy a copy at, well, any of your favorite bookstores. It's called Working Smarter for Mac Users. You can get it at my website, workingsmarterformacusers.com, or you can get it at Amazon or Apple iBooks or uh, probably Barnes & Noble and a couple others. Just quickly, let's talk about that before we go to other subjects. Your inspiration for this project and what's going on with it? My inspiration was uh, when I found out that I have ADHD, I read probably 50 books about dealing with, you know, attention issues and, and uh, focus and, you know, how to be productive. And the thing that struck me was very few of them uh, integrated electronic devices into their recommendations. It was a lot of make a list, but they didn't say, you know, it might be easier to make a list on your computer than on paper. And, and a lot of them, you know, had calendars, desktop calendars. And it's a while back, but it bugged me because a lot of these things that you do to um, help you focus and be organized are arguably better handled by a computer than pen and paper. And so I just started developing all these techniques for doing more work in less time for automating things you know i look at things uh, if i have to do that over and over again every day i'm going to find a way to let the computer do it for me if i can and, and so for 20 years i've been developing all these strategies and techniques and tips and tricks and hints and 
I've read tons about getting your work done, you know, about being productive, about being able to do more work in less time. And, and so I've always, I, I've actually pitched this book to publishers before I decided to self-publish. I, I shopped the book around and nobody really showed any interest in it. Nobody made an offer. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I've always said I wanted to try self-publishing and the ebook market, I think, is mature enough now that somebody like me that's written a lot of books already and has some, some credibility might be able to do better for themselves as a self-published author. And, you know, I don't ever see myself selling the kind of numbers that I sell of iPhone for dummies or Mac OS Sierra for dummies. They sell tens of thousands of copies. But the thing is, as a self-published author and, and being the solopreneur, the only employee, nobody gets paid around here. So uh, I don't have to sell all that many copies to make it more profitable than selling a book to a publisher. Right. Remember also when you sell a book to a publisher, you get a tiny fraction of the sales. Whereas if you publish yourself, you get everything minus your production costs. Correct. Correct. It's. I really like being in charge of marketing and PR and everything else. Uh, I, I really wish I could hire a couple of people to help me, but I can't afford it. But I like doing it. You know, I like learning about direct mail marketing. I, I like learning about writing good copy, how to get people to join your mailing list and stay. These are things that interest me because I, I believe that's a business model that's going to, you know, be in play for my the rest of my life and probably the rest of my kids' lives is that, you know, if you, if you build an audience and you have uh, a relationship with thousands of people on your mailing list, you can, you can build a business around it and not have to have distributors and publishers and all this other stuff. It's, it's like all of that gets between you and your audience anyway. And when you're making such a small percentage, like, you know, when you do a book for a publisher, you don't have a lot of incentive to go out and do PR for yourself. You don't have a lot of incentive to go out and try to move the needle by making noise about your book because of all the time it takes to do it and the, the relatively small return. So I'm really digging it. It's really fun. Um, you can join my mailing list and I give, I give you a bunch of cool free stuff. I give you a, a little worksheet I've designed that helps you, uh, organize your day better and less have less stuff fall through the cracks. And there's also, you know, archives of the um, newsletters and my blog, which has lots of good tips, um, including a few from the book, but we're good reading. So that's all at workingsmarterformacusers.com. And I, I hope you will go check it out and join my mailing list. I'll be very happy to have you. And uh, hopefully I can teach you how to do more work in less time so you have more time to do the things you love. What's your sequel going to be like? I assume you're thinking of something after this. Well, I've got it. It's being translated into a foreign language. That's next. It's going to be called Working Smarter for Windows Users. Because <laughs> I don't speak Windows. I had to hire a translator. Oh. Then after that, the next thing up is not a sequel. It is a online course. Video. Video, baby. I hear it's the new thing. 
So I'm going to take some of this stuff and translate it into a video course and see how that works. You know, I need more products in my store. I need to keep stocking the shelves with new stuff. So I think a course is next. And then possibly a live, like, uh, limited, limited space workshop for like 15 people or 12 people six months from now or a year from now. I'm always looking for new opportunities, but my, my thing is productivity and automation and, you know, uh, focus, staying focused. Let's continue with Bob Levitis. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Sick and tired of being sick and tired? Family Health and Education Resources wants to help you achieve and maintain good health naturally. Overcome lifestyle diseases with nutrition and natural remedies. Addiction recovery designed to build habits that heal rather than hurt. Communication and relationship building to strengthen family units. Character building and devotional resources for the whole family. We are on a mission to save America one family at a time. Visit NewEnglandFHER.com today. NewEnglandFHER.com. Lifetime Graze 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. 
Hey, diabetics, yeah, you. Got a spare hour to waste going to the pharmacy to get your insulin or other meds and supplies every month? I didn't think so. Me either. I've got life going on, which is why I use PillPack. PillPack is an amazing online pharmacy. They package up all my diabetic meds and testing supplies into daily doses and send it to me every month automatically. All I do is pay my normal copay. PillPack does the rest. I'm serious. This is a free service. They don't even charge for shipping. PillPack handles all the medical insurance stuff and even get with my doctors for my other prescriptions so I don't have to, which is good because that's the stuff I forget. But Pill Pack remembers everything. They even package up my daily vitamins so I remember to take them too. If you're diabetic, your meds and supplies are life and death, which means you need Pill Pack. Call right now for this free service. You may even qualify for $25 in free vitamins. 800-560-7310. That's 800-560-7310. Again, 800-560-7310. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So Bob Levitis, author publisher, man about town who learned in the Orient the secret to cloud your mind so you cannot see him. No, that's <laughs> the shadow. I'm sorry. He knows. What evil so lurks. I hear. Excuse me. So I hear. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? He doesn't say anything about women. The shadow knows. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> You know, there is actually a channel called Radio Classics on Sirius XM. Yes. You I've listen to it. it, right. We had yes. Greg Bell, by the way, who was the host for that channel. We had really? him on the Tech Night Out Live a couple of <laughs> years back. And they play all the old radio shows. And there's a certain technology involved then because you've got these shows that were recorded 60, 70, 80 years ago. Sometimes they come on vinyl records. This was before they had magnetic tape in right. Y juice. And right. they get often, sometimes not so much, often pretty decent audio quality, probably sounding better than they did originally because originally you heard them on AM radio. Right. Which has the bandwidth of a telephone, like a landline. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the thing about it also with radio and we think about technology and everything, and you say radio dramas, that's a throwback. Yeah, but it's also the theater of the mind. You can visualize the character. You don't have to see something on the screen where they spell it out for you. You imagine what it is. And sometimes it's in the dialogue. You know, they'll say, well, look at that broken bush to the left of us, Kimasabi, or something like that. <laughs> and, and the thing is here, they have things in the script that allow them to describe what's going on. Or there's a narrator who will tell you what's happening. 
then, of course, you run into situations. This is kind of funny for those of you who remember old time radio. Some shows began on radio and went to television. The progenitor of all police procedurals is Dragnet. So Joe Friday was played by Jack Webb. Jack Webb was a radio actor who went to TV in the movies. And so there he was. When you saw Joe Friday, he was the guy you heard on radio. There was no surprise. But sometimes the radio actor couldn't translate to television. Like, I don't know how many people remember Gunsmoke. It was on for like 20 years. And James Arness was his star. And he was a brother of Peter Graves, who did Mission Impossible. So he was a big guy, six foot five or something like that. But on the radio, before it went to TV, it was played by an actor named William Conrad. If you remember Jake and the Fat Man, this was a character actor who was short and heavy. And fat. <laughs> okay, well, I was being gentle with it. So he felt, when they were casting for the TV show, I should have a chance I did it on radio. All right? He actually came in there to talk to producers and audition. He sat in the chair, and he was so wide he couldn't get out of the chair. (laughs) And the only other minor thing about it is that there was an actor who played the bartender on the TV Gunsmoke, Glenn Strange. What movie role is he known for? Dr. Strange. No. Dr. Strange Love? (laughs) Glenn Strange played in several movies, Frankenstein's Monster. Ah, okay. There you go. Look up Glenn Strange with two N's. How do you know all this stuff, Gene Steinberg? Also, the one film he did, which was kind of strange, was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. He was Frankenstein in that too, huh? He was Frankenstein's Monster, and Bela Lugosi played Dracula for the first time since the 1930s. All right. Fascinating. Yes, that's what Mr. Spock said to me. So anyway, before we let you go out there, you take off in your flying saucer. That's your other radio show. Flying saucer one. Yeah. Um, What am I working on? I'm working on the course. Uh, Working smarter for Mac users. The course, the the online course. I just decided on the platform I'm going to use. So I found a, a place that hosts online courses that looks like it's pretty good and pretty affordable. So we're going to give that a try. I'm going to do a webinar pretty soon here and give away some secrets and, you know, induce people to check out my products. Webinar. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm also, I'm appearing at a user group tomorrow. It's not going to help because they won't hear it. Well then. Until it's uh, too late. You did appear at a user group. I appeared at a user group last Saturday via Skype. I've got a really great presentation put together that I can do via Skype for user groups, which is great because a lot of user groups, you know, they can't pay me to travel to them and I can't afford to travel to them. So uh, mostly I don't get a chance to talk to user groups. So I'm sending out a mailing uh, this week to all the user groups I could think of or find and offering my services to be the entertainment at one of their meetings and tell people a little bit about working smarter. Okay. So watch for that in the near future, in the near term. When you do a Skype presentation like that, they have you up on a big projector or something. They're using 4K or something for a camera. I don't know. They're 
usually it's uh they're projecting it from a inexpensive video projector so it's probably vga quality Ooh. well in my case that's good because i would be fuzzy well you know it, i don't know it depends it depends on what's at the receiving end and you know i you can't always guarantee that they have good uh wireless bandwidth for the video but when it works, it works, and I've got great software called Mimo Live from um, Boinks that lets me do you know overlays and lower thirds and switch cameras and switch to my desktop and show stuff that I'm doing on the Mac, do picture-in-picture picture so they can still see me when I put up my Mac screen, things like that, which is really cool live. You know, I mean, it's, it's something you could easily do if you're recording something, but if you're appearing live... It's like having a video switcher on my desk. And they've got this cool app on the iPad that lets you, for all of the effects that they've got, uh, you can assign each one to a button on your iPad. And then you just have a screen full of things like, you know, picture in picture or uh, lower third on, lower third off or um, news ticker. You can put a news ticker at the bottom of the screen like they do on, you know, news networks. Buy my book. Here's the URL. Have a nice day. Buy my book. Here's the URL. Have a nice day. Wait, wait, wait. You're repeating yourself. Repeating yourself. It's a banner. It's going to, you know, repeat until maybe I have to write more copy for it. Hey, Bob Levitis, tell our listeners that they want to explore more of this stuff. Once again, where do they go? (laughs) That would be WorkingSmarterForMacUsers.com. And if you forget that, you can go to BobLevitis.com, which will take you to WorkingSmarterForMacUsers.com without typing quite so many characters. All right. We always prefer the fast way. You can find us at TechNightHowl.com for my daily blogs. You can also find us on Twitter if you look for... Believe it or not, Tech Night Owl on Twitter, <laughs> at Tech Night Owl. We also have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. You like the bump in the night? I like that. And this week, our guest on the PowerCast at PowerCast.com is Bob Sparing. He's a fellow from New Jersey, and he's a really great guy who is an expert on statistics and orange orbs weird stuff through the ages orange orbs can you believe that orange mm. orbs from barb sparing at the paracast on paracast.com we also have a special way for you to support this show it's called tech night owl plus to find out more go to plus.technightowl.com that's p-l-u-s.technightowl.com and we give you a commercial free version of this show how about that we also give you better quality audio, so Bob Levitas sounds even more perfect than anyone possibly can sound. You hear how I butter him up. For more information, plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot Bob Levitas, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure, Gene. Thanks for having me. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.